uptown. I grew up on a sidewalk while on street talk, and they taught the whole New York. I go to Queens for Queens to get the food from Brooklyn. They pony in Manhattan and never been took it. Go uptown to the Bronx and boogie down, get strong on the island, recoup and lay around. Time to build my juice back up, pop stack up. Suckers get smacked up, don't doubt the clout. They know what I'm about, knocking niggas off, knocking niggas out, shaking them up, waking them up, breaking them up, breaking them up. Standing on shaky ground, too close to the edge. Let's see if I know the ledge. Shorties here, I get cocked deep, living forties to beer. Here's a sip with a crew that's deceased. If I get revenge, then they rest in peace. Somebody gotta suffer, I just might spare one. And give a brother a fair one. Stay alert and on fees. And I do work with these, like Hercules. Switch the south force, switch your right draw. Cause I don't like y'all, I'm hyper nightfall. Smooth, but I move like an army. Pull a crew down, face brothers try to bomb me. Putting brothers to rest like Elliot Ness. I don't like stress. Streets ain't a place for innocent bystanders to stand. Nothing's gonna stop the plan. I'll chill like Pacino, kill like the Nero. Black Gambino, die like a hero. Living on shaky ground, too close to the edge. Let's see if I know the ledge. Shells lay around on the battleground. Dead bodies are found throughout the town. Try to put shame in my game to make a name. I'ma put it on a bullet, put it in your brain. Rip the block like a buckshot. Who cares where it goes? Just keep the cast closed. No remorse when the life is lost. I paid my dues, paid the cause. And my pockets are still fat. Wherever I'm at, I get the welcome mat. Even if I'm cool, steep with one deep. I attract attention, people like to be. So come say hi to the bad guy. Don't say goodbye, I don't plan to die. Cause I get loose, and I got troops And crazy juice, ain't control of many Like I have told of many Hang out with Spiffer West, don't try to play me I'm at war a lot, I don't want to die But no war in the shop, my gun is warm a lot When I cook beef, the smoke will never clear Areas in fear, but this here's severe Living life too close to the edge Hoping that I know the ledge Time to yawn, showers on, powers on, late for school, I catch the train, girl sip the style and whisper my name, I push up like an exercise, check the intellect and inspect the vibe, select the best one, pull it to the side, keep it occupied for the rest of the ride, read up my resume, she know already cool, just meet me after school, we can moan and groan until your mom's come home, and you'll be calling me Aldo Capone, sweat me, she didn't wanna let me lose, come get me, that's if you wanna sip the juice, cause the streets me. So I take my gun off safety Cause a lot of niggas hate me coming out of the building They set me up, sprayed with automatics They wet me up in a puddle of blood I lay close to the edge I guess I didn't know the ledge Hollywood Story Part 5 Quincy Powell was a 17-year-old high school senior track and field star. 
He was also an expiring DJ living in Harlem. Q, as he was affectionately known by his friends, was a charismatic, good-looking dude who was dating a much older nurse. All he ever wanted to do was run track, become a club DJ, and make love to his woman. Unfortunately, he began to succumb to peer pressure. Along with his three best friends, Raheem, Steele, and Bertie Bishop, Q left the DJ contest he was performing at a nightclub to help his friends rob a bodega. During the robbery, Bertie Bishop murdered the store owner. After the four escaped to a rooftop, Raheem and Bishop got into a scuffle, ending with Bertie murdering Raheem. Bertie then threatened Steele and Q that they were next if they didn't keep their mouths shut. Bishop loses his mind in the next few weeks. He shoots Steele, whose life is saved by Q's girlfriend in the operating room, and Q and Bishop have an epic confrontation in the streets of Harlem. Q gets shot in the arm during the confrontation. They once again find themselves on the same rooftop where Bishop kills Raheem. Q pushes Bertie over the edge, but catches him before he falls. Q is unable to hold on to Bishop, and the Birdman seemingly falls to his death. As Q leaves the building, some idiot tells him he now has the juice. After graduating from high school, Q attends Columbia University, well, actually Columbus University in Los Angeles, on a track scholarship. Q's freshman year is even more stressful than his high school senior year. He does, however, meet the three most important people of his life at that time, Professor Phipps, Fudge's wife, and the love of his life, 
fellow track and field teammate Deja. They helped bring a sense of family and black love that he left behind in Harlem. Unfortunately, the racism he experienced on the campus saw him get involved in a race war between Fudge's black nationalist group versus a white supremacy group, which culminated in an infamous school shooting by the deranged skinhead Remy, which results in Remy murdering Deja. Q chases Remy down and is choking him to death when the school police intervene and beat Q while they try and peacefully attempt to talk Remy into surrendering. Remy kills himself while Q is being manhandled by the racist police. Immediately afterwards, Q drops out of school and becomes disillusioned with life. to get her to the hospital. Go get some help, boy! Mr. Williams! Mr. Williams, please, Chinese!
After dropping out of Columbus University, Q begins to sell drugs as part of an Asian African-American gang in Los Angeles. Q loses an eye while he tries to pull a fast one on Yamamoto, who Q didn't know was his boy Ken's brother. Q and Yamamoto eventually make amends and soon they form a brotherly bond. Q brings his mother and sister from New York City and buys them a house in Los Angeles. Q is making more money than ever as his gang is damn near running things in L.A. as the other gangs are fearful of Yamamoto's ruthlessness as a murdering drug kingpin. The Italian mafia goes to war with them, and one by one, each member is murdered until only Q and Yamamoto remain. Q's mother and sister are massacred by the mafia. Yamamoto stages Q's death and gives him a duffel bag of what looks like dirty laundry. He tells Q to leave town, and then Yamamoto goes to the Mafia Don's, Don's house and assassinates the Don. Immediately, a parade of men drive toward the Don's house and murder Yamamoto. Q is last seen driving out of Los Angeles, bitching about the duffel bag of laundry he was left with. In his amazement, he found stacks of money underneath the clothes. Q cries and screams, I love you, Yamamoto, as he heads to his next destination. Run away. Run away. Where the fuck am I supposed to run to, huh? Where the fuck am I supposed to run? These motherfuckers are gonna kill me no matter where I go. Fucking shit. My whole life is fucked up, man. Fucked up. 
shit. It's better off dealing on the fucking corner, I swear to God, man. What the fuck am I doing? How you gonna give me some fucking stink-ass gym bag full of stinky-ass clothes, huh? The fuck are you telling me, to die in clean underwear or something? Huh? Fucking sick Japanese tradition or some shit? Fuck! What the fuck is in this shit anyway? Oh shit. Holy shit. Holy shit. Oh shit. There's $60 I owe you for cheating, plus interest for you. Your brother, Yamamoto. Oh, shit. Oh, shit, man. Oh, shit, man. Fuck you! Fuck you, man! Hollywood Story Part 6 Roland Bertie Bishop's extreme anger issues began after his brother Shep left him and their mother after Shep's high school basketball teammate died falling off a Harlem rooftop after breaking the backboard of a basketball hoop. Shep was so distraught that he quit playing basketball for his high school team and disappeared to parts unknown. By the way, that same rooftop will come into play later on in this story. Bertie and his mother were left to fend for themselves. Bertie was just a little boy when his brother disappeared. He began to act out in school and with, with his friends, Raheem, stealing Q. One night, when he was 17, Q murdered a bodega owner during an attempted robbery by the four young men. He then murdered Raheem on the same rooftop where his brother's friend had fallen to his death and threatened to, cue, threatened to kill Q and Steele if they mentioned that he was Raheem's murderer. A few weeks later, he murders the head of a gang and severely wounds Steele when he shoots him as well. Finally, he shoots Q, but only grazes the shoulder. The two fight each other on the same Harlem rooftop where Raheem died and where Bishop's brother's best friend died. The end result saw Bishop like his brother's teammate, plunged to his death. Or so Q thought he did. Who's Q? It's right behind me. What's up? Well, everybody got their gloves? Man. 
Old man Quillas is in there by himself. Let's do this. Is everybody ready? Bishop? Hell yeah. Q? Steel? Steel. You all right, man? Come on, B. Get it together, because we're really counting on you, OK? Here come the cops. Let's go. Hey, we're closed. No more customers, that's it. Freeze, motherfucker! Turn around! Turn around! Don't shoot, the wall. Don't please, don't shoot. Please. Turn around, shoot motherfucker! Look, I don't see nothing, look. I, I won't, I won't Shut the you. fuck up! What are you, am I crazy? Give a fuck about you! Look, take, take everything you want. Shut the fuck up! Please, just don't, don't shoot me, that's all. You're not gonna shoot me, are you? Please don't shoot me, all right? Just you don't shut the fuck up! Who told me you're not gonna shoot me? I'm gonna blow your ass away if you don't keep calm! Turn your ass to the fucking wall! Shut the fuck up, old man! Yeah. All right, let's go! Let's go! Bishop, man, give me the piece. No. No? What the hell you mean, no? Give me the gun. I mean, I'm holding on to this till I say so. Yo, I'm not playing. Oh, really? Hey, stop this shit, Yo, man! Chill, man. Chill, stop, stop, man! Chill, stop, man! Oh, shit! Hey! What's going on down there? What did happen to Bishop? Well, what actually happened was Bertie falling on top of a dumpster full of garbage that broke his fall. While Bertie Bishop suffered several injuries to his face and head, which resulted in a long scar across the left side of his face and, irre and irre irreversible hairline damage that caused him permanent baldness, he was able to survive while being hospitalized for four weeks. Q had left for Columbus University before he could find out that he hadn't killed Birdie like he thought he did. 
Once Birdie's wounds healed, the newly bald, crazed young man with the scar across his face began selling crack in Harlem and recruited a crew that included two young men named Avon Boxdale and Marlon Bugaloo Williams. This crew would become a ruthless crack-selling crew that ran amok throughout the streets of Harlem. Birdie also had his eyes on the single greatest prize of street basketball tournaments, the annual Rucker Tournament held in the historic Rucker Park near the Polo Grounds in Harlem. Bugaloo introduced Birdie to New York City High School basketball star Callie Watson, and Birdie saw Watson as the final cog he needed to win his most coveted prize. Birdie wined and dined Watson with women and money that convinced him to join his Rucker Tourney team. During this period, Shep returned, Shep's, Shep being Birdie's brother, returned and got a job through Watson's high school coach as a security guard at the school. While visiting their mother's grave, their mother had recently passed away, the brothers had met up for the first time in over 15 years. Birdie offered Shep a job in his crew, and Shep verbally assaulted him, saying he could never peddle the garbage that Birdie was selling on the streets. Birdie, insulted by his brother's refusal of his offer, declared war on his brother and lambasted Shep for leaving him and his mother broke and damn near homeless. Meanwhile, Shep and Kyle had their own issues. Kyle and Bugaloo were harassing a homeless bum named Flip when Shep came to his rescue. Shep and Flip used to be high school teammates back in the day. Flip later admitted to Kyle that Shep and Birdie were brothers. Shep also began dating Kyle's mother. Kyle told Birdie that Flip told him that Shep was his brother. Birdie told Kyle that Shep was no good and to stay away from him. Flip and Avon in turn murdered Flip. Shep and Kyle had a fight in front of Kyle's mom, which resulted in Shep leaving her and also deciding to once again leave New York City. Shep changed his mind and showed up the day of the tournament. Current Kyle had decided to play with his high school team instead of Birdie's team after Birdie verbally abused and kicked Bugaloo out of his nightclub. The championship came down to Kyle's team versus Birdie's team. Birdie blackmailed Kyle by telling him that he would go to the press and reveal all the gifts he took from Birdie, which would end his college career before it even started, if he did not throw the game. The first half saw Kyle play so putrid that his team was getting blown out by halftime. Kyle then faked an injury and took himself out the game. Then Shep, then Shep arrived, and it, was re, and it was revealed that the coach had put him on the roster before the tournament started. Shep started hitting jumper after jumper, which encouraged Kyle to get back in the game, and the two began a huge comeback that led to them winning on a last-second shot. Furious at losing to both his brother and Kyle, Birdie ordered Avon to murder Kyle right there as Kyle and Shep were celebrating. Shep jumped in and took the bullet for Kyle, who would go on to play for Georgetown University. Shep would survive the gunshot wound and become the new coach of his old high school team. While awaiting trial, Birdie was hanging out in the VIP section of his club when Boogaloo showed up and shot him point blank, point blank in the chest. Boogaloo left the club thinking he had murdered Birdie.
straighten these motherfuckers out. We straighten these motherfuckers out. Man, handle your business. Once again, Birdie survived a near-death experience. After he was released from the hospital, he took a plea bargain on an accomplice to murder charge. Birdie had never been charged with or questioned for the shootings and murders he committed while he was 17. This was his first conviction and served three years in the Clinton Correctional Facility in upstate New York. While serving time in Clinton, Birdie gets into a confrontation with an Irish inmate named Bullet. Bullet stabs Birdie in his left eye, which is the third time Birdie escaped death. Birdie, because he was like an armored tank, damn near impossible to destroy, garnered the name Tank while recuperating from the eye injury inflicted by Bullet. However, Tank is forced to wear a permanent eye patch over his left eye. Upon his release from prison, Tank is reunited with his old friend Steel, and together they make amends, squashing their beef from years ago. Tank, is, Tank relocates with Steel to the Coney Island section of Brooklyn, where he opens a new nightclub and with Pudgy and an associate named High Top, starts selling crack on the streets. Tank is back on top like he was several years earlier. However, after finding out that Bullet was released from prison, Tank's crew began to war with Bullet's crew. Tank had his huge bodyguard Dallas fight Bullet in a bare-knuckle street fight that ended with Dallas breaking his own, own hand and Bullet surviving. As a result of his gang war, High, High Top is murdered. Tank finally gets his revenge by shoot, shooting Bullet dead in front of Bullet's brother, Patty. However, Tank's battle with the Angel of Death finally comes to an end when Patty and Bullet's oldest brother, Lewis, sneaks up on Tank as he was entering his club, slashing his throat with a hunting knife, finally ending the life of Roland Birdie Tank Bishop.
Save the fucking dialogue. Pull the trigger, motherfucker. Ruby, get out of here. Go home. Wait, wait, please, please, hold on. My brother, go, man. I'll pay you whatever he owes you. I don't fucking think so. You can't pay me back what this motherfucker owes me. Hey, you motherfucker tank. You let my little brother go. Fuck that, man. Let me smoke this nigga. I got to smoke Hey, yo, get your fucking hands off my brother. You're not really in a position to say who can go or who can't go. One thing for sure, you on your motherfucking way out. Hey, just let my brother go, man. Let my brother go. Let, let him, go. him go, Pudge. I can't leave you. Hey, Ruby. I love you, man. Go home. Oh, okay. Ruby, go home! Get the fuck out of here, Ruby! Start, run! Ain't this fucking sweet? It's brotherly love shit. Fuck that. We ain't let nobody go. That motherfucker gonna sit here and watch you die. My business is with you. I've been waiting for a long time. Over, motherfucker. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
Payback's a motherfucker. I couldn't help but notice your pain. My pain? It runs deep. Share it with me. Ready to bust a 
I know you feel me, it's so much pain 